I'm Shannon Theobald, and this is Big Food, Big Future, where we teach you how to make a positive impact in the food system to leverage influence for good. Thanks for coming. I am so glad you're here to chat today. working on this bioprinting advanced technique and I generated a kind of ear prototype that would work as a prototype for studies on implant, future implants for for example for generating an ear substitute <clears throat> but when I generated this ear substitute I found out that the texture and appearance really resembled the one of um, human or animal tissues in general. So I went to talk to very famous chefs here in uh, Catalonia. We have mm -hmm. uh, Ferran Andrea, is one of the most famous chefs in the world. We have Restaurant Sayer de Carroca. The last years, they have been the uh, best restaurant in the world, according to the restaurants magazine. I think this wow. year they are still second, so in top three. They've been first in the world for many years. Um, <clears throat> And I thought that I could uh, show them that uh, this, uh, this uh, technology allowed me to create something that resembled animal tissues. So when I went there, then I had this, uh, this idea. Why can't I create um, an animal tissue instead and select instead of the biomaterials that I'm using to generate something that should be implanted, why can't I use plant-based materials? Because... Uh, we as tissue engineers, we are a few, the few in the world that are able to regenerate a piece of organ with natural ingredients mm -hmm. or natural materials. Uh, so for this reason, I started. The mistake was that I wanted to create uh, an artificial ear and I found out that the texture and appearance was so interesting that that could be applied to food tech. That's Giuseppe Chionte, founder of groundbreaking Novamid, based in Spain. And yes, he brought a literal ear to some of the most famous chefs in the world. Talk about demonstrating a product. Yeah, it was funny because at the beginning I went there with uh, with an ear. I didn't go there with an actual prototype of uh, a, <laughs> a real ear. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no, not a real ear, of course, but a near substitute. So it was just at the beginning. So it was very, very funny because um, I, I didn't go there with an actual plant-based meat substitute at the beginning. When I went there to show them this uh, artificial uh, ear, uh, I thought that uh, this could be applied to generate a plant-based meat, meat substitute instead. And uh, their reaction was uh, very interesting because uh, some of them told me that this was uh, very interesting for them, um, more on the industrial side. So trying to scale these up and create something that has at the same time the taste, the texture, the appearance, and the nutritional properties of uh, meat, but uh, of course, uh, doing that with only plant-based ingredients. Others tried to um, convince me to try to select the ingredients in the best way so that this could be useful for customized nutrition, personalized nutrition, or uh, in general, trying to keep uh, the ingredients as uh, natural and as safe as possible. They saw his point right away. That shocked me. How did he do it? That's what we're here to learn on this podcast. 
Together, we'll hear many more stories like Giuseppe's about how to create a hyper-collaborative food space. Big Food, Big Future explores the intersection between global and local, between small, large, and multinational scale collaboration, and what future food looks like for our startup, established, and international friends. Now, I just had to create this podcast. I saw a rift rather than a spectrum between fast-moving, disruptive food companies and traditional food companies with huge influence. Imagine if we could leverage quote-unquote big foods influence for good. The effects would be unthinkable. Collaboration is a problem both within the domestic food industry and internationally. We have so much to learn from other countries and other businesses. We need to learn how to iterate in the global food economy and how to pivot to a globally sustainable food system. To get to the bottom of this, we'll dive into three areas. We'll talk to people like Chuck Muth, who have worked in the biggest giants and the hottest startups in his case, Coca-Cola and Beyond Meat, about uniting the food biz spectrum. Uh, through investments of brands, like I said, like Honesty or Zico Coconut Water were two of them. And uh, they brought them into the, to the big company. And my job, frankly, was to keep them, uh, some of that in, in the entrepreneurial spirit alive with those brands. So mm. we kept it a little bit arm's length from the company, but we're able to leverage the resources. So that was essentially my role. We'll meet leaders like Emil Fazira, who's shaking up the food scene in emerging markets. The, the countries in Southeast Asia, they are, they are rapidly growing. They are, they are economies that are really newly emerging. Um, the, middle, the middle income group is uh, expanding really, really fast. Um, in a lot of countries, like, let's say the Philippines, um, most of the, um, the, the expenditure is coming from one or two cities, uh, such as Manila, uh, Indonesia, for example, it's mainly coming from the tier one cities, you know, like uh, Jakarta, um, you know, the expat uh, cities like Bali. Um, even in Vietnam, you know, you have main, mainly two um, cities, which are Hanoi and Ho Chi Minh. So it tends to be quite uh, region specific within each country. And we'll learn from visionaries like Paul Shapiro, a founder, author and international future food speaker about food tech disruption. Uh, uh, I was at Future Food Tech this past uh, week in San Francisco, and there was a panel and they said, you know, we don't want to disrupt the meat industry. We want to transform it. And that's exactly how I feel. I mean, you look at, for example, Canon. Canon was this huge maker of, of print film and, uh, and, and uh, film development and so on. And now they're the biggest manufacturer of digital cameras on the planet. Like their company was completely transformed. They mm -hmm. could have tried to resist digital film. They could have said, hey, this is going to cannibalize our business if we get into this. But they saw the way the world was going and they invested in digital and now they're big there. Whether it's corporate, international or disruptive, together with our friends, we'll learn how to make big food better. I hope you'll join us for the ride. Now, I'd like to leave you with this. BuzzFeed's carnivores trying plant-based burgers. Because, let's be honest, it's hilarious. <laughs> it looks like they cooked it at a medium here, so 
but it doesn't have that crispy outer edge. So it just seems like it's medium without all of the like promise.